The million dollar question, how do entrepreneurs transition from self-employed to owning a business that turns a profit? My name is Chris Waters, and this podcast has the million dollar answer. Welcome to CEO Secrets. Hey guys, welcome to CEO Secrets. If this is your first time listening, be sure to hit that subscribe button. We are on YouTube, although... Nobody ever watches it on YouTube for some reason. I guess you don't want to see his pretty faces. Most everybody listening to this, Ashley, by the way, is coming to us via iTunes and all that good stuff, um, Spotify and all those. But um, this is going to be an interesting conversation today. I'm joined with Ashley Harwood, and um, she is a real estate agent, and she is also an, an incredible coach working with introverts. And um, you know, before the podcast started, Ashley, I was kind of like, man. People wouldn't guess this from the podcast, but I'm actually an introvert. I get drained mentally from like talking to people all day, but I can like, I can put on an Oscar award-winning performance for the podcast show. But um, I was like, man, I don't know where this conversation is going to go with two introverts because (laughs) we need to have a lot to say, or maybe we will. I don't know. Ashley, welcome to the show. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I think we will have plenty to talk about. Um, I'm the same as you. I'm what I call a social introvert. So I can hold a conversation. I like being around people. And it's also incredibly draining. So a little bit about myself. I've been in the real estate world for nine years. And I was in production for the first six and have been on the coaching and training side of things for the past three. I'm in the Boston area. You know, people always like to know where where people are based. And um, yeah, I just feel really strongly that there is a need for this type of coaching and training in the world in general, but more specifically in the real estate industry, because there are so many people who are like us, who are introverts and they're, they might not even know it. And they're wondering why they're walking around just exhausted all day long. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to guess a lot of the people you work with from a training perspective, are they in- introverts? There. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm going to selfishly ask you a question just for my, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to help anybody in the audience or not. Maybe it will. I've heard people are more scared of this than anything else on planet earth. All right. Um, are you going to so, say cold calling? No, um, that may be next. I forgot what the saying is like public speaking <laughs> is more feared than like dying or something. You know, you heard some, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, there's a whole Toastmasters, like there are businesses to help people with this. So yeah, it's definitely a thing. It's like one of the greatest fears on planet earth is public speaking. And um, I'm kind of curious, like for people that have this like deathly fear of public speaking, probably because they're more introverted, like, you know, is that something you can fix or is that just your your programming and DNA and you need to, uh, you know, consider doing something else? I think there's a lot of factors at play. So I don't necessarily see public speaking being more of an introvert or extrovert thing. I think that's a pretty universal fear that people have. And I do believe that it can be overcome. People can learn how to do it and feel more confident doing it. Part of what helps me public speak very comfortably. I'm on a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of speaking and, um, and training. And what helps me is just feeling very confident in my content. So most of what I train on and speak on is stuff that I have created myself. So I know it 
backwards and forwards and that that helps. And I also feel strongly that it's an important message. So that helps too. Now, when we're talking about real estate agents, your typical agent doesn't need to do a ton of public speaking. There are going to be more one-on-one at the kitchen table with the buyers and sellers. So for that reason, it's a little bit easier for people. It's still scary. You know, there's still a lot of pressure, but it's typically not a situation where it's one person in front of a huge room unless they choose to go and be a presenter on some topic. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, That help, but fight me, ask me more things. Like this is a good topic. Were you, were you somebody that like through your academic and professional career, you just naturally were good at public speaking or were you ever like, oh my God, this I'm scared shitless of this. I never had a lot of opportunities to public speak until I started creating opportunities and finding them for myself within this business. So no, I wouldn't say that it comes naturally to me. It's more the the big why, right? It's more the the motivation to get the information out there. And selfishly, I feel like I'm the best person to get this information out there, at least for now, until I start bringing in other people and training them on how to present this information. But I always get a little nervous. I, I had the opportunity to speak at Inman two weeks ago, and it wasn't the main stage. It wasn't thousands of people, but it was a couple hundred people. And I felt really confident until I was about to walk up on the stage. And then I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I had about 30 seconds of freak out. And then I walked up and I started talking. I did my introduction and then I felt fine. But I think a part of that, those nerves, those butterflies, well, I think they're there for everyone always. So it's just something you have to accept. That part of it, yeah. Introverted or extroverted and makes you anxious. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier uh, call reluctance and cold calling. Is that something you spend a lot of time working on with your clients? I spend a lot of time telling them they don't need to do it. What's the alternative? <laughs> so that's like the meat of my coaching program is finding alternatives with individual clients. A handful of them do enjoy cold calling and it works well for them. And so then I encourage it. The majority of people that I work with have either tried it. Most of them have tried it and they just didn't see any results. And they were like, this sucks. I hate every second of this. So we come up with creative solutions and alternatives based on where they're already spending time and who they're already talking to. It's a lot of networking. It's a lot of fear. It's some alternative ways of of finding business that aren't, it's not quite as scary as picking up a phone and calling a stranger, at least not for a good reason. Like circle prospecting is a good alternative. So if you have a listing that had multiple offers, then yeah, call the neighbors, see if somebody wants to move because you have a good reason to call. It's not, it's not as cold. You know, I feel like I've met extroverts that have call reluctance too. Of course. I, it's a scary thing for most people. And I think it's getting worse and worse as the years go on and fewer and fewer people answer their phone in general. Mm-hmm. We're just moving um, away from that as a society. You uh, you grew up in Michigan, but you reside in Massachusetts. What part of Massachusetts are you in? I'm outside of Boston. 
Okay, cool. Um, so I spend my time between Boston and Worcester, if you know where that is. Yeah. What part of uh, outside Boston are you in? What's up? I mean, like the, the Metro West area. Okay. I float around. I'm down here in Austin, Texas, but my entire dad's side of the family is in New England. And huh. my great grandparents and my grandparents are in uh, Little Compton, Rhode Island. But they grew up in this like town in Massachusetts that I drove through that's like all these textile mills. And it's it's kind of depressing looking now. <laughs> my dad my dad told me like in the 50s and 60s, it was like booming. Do um, you remember what it's called? There's a lot of towns that fit that description. <laughs> I remember we always drove across this huge bridge to go from that town to Rhode Island. I can't remember the, the name of the town though. It's Rhode like- Attleboro's maybe. I don't. Know. It's e- I know it's east of Boston. It's like forty five minutes east of Boston. Um, you mean west because east is the ocean. So maybe it's north. Where's Rhode Island? Is Rhode Island northeast? Rhode Island south. South. So okay. So southwest. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be southwest. There's so many little towns in Massachusetts and in Rhode Island, and most of them have like a dying industrial a lot of those buildings are now turned into condos and office space which is kind of cool lofts what took you from michigan to boston a man an ex okay yeah cool he got a job out here and moved me out so i've been here for 11 years aside from a two-year stint in los angeles okay cool are you going to be there for good i think so i think i'll always have at least one residence here. And then the plan is to have, you know, property all over and bounce and around. So I asked that question because I noticed you're doing workshops called the quiet success workshop. Is that something you do only in Massachusetts or are you doing that everywhere? Nope. I do that everywhere. I travel occasionally. I try not to travel more than, you know, four to six times a year. And, but I, I do have a one hour version of that that I teach via zoom all over. Cool. What's that about? It's pretty cool. It's four different classes. One of them is just for introverts. So it's how to be a great real estate agent as, as an introvert. So all of them I've written, one's on taking days off, one's on setting boundaries, one's on avoiding burnout. So the whole thing together, if I'm flying out and teaching for the, the day, we go through all four classes. So the classes are more about like how to manage the mentally draining component of, you know, being in sales more so than like the tactics of like how to communicate effectively. Is that accurate? There, Yeah, there's a lead gen component, but the majority of the content is more focused on energy management and then how that translates in a functional way to the calendar. Hmm. So what are some of the nuggets you can share with us from that class? Like some key takeaways that people could um, expect to solve if they showed up. So one of them is really understanding how your energy ebbs and flows. So I take people through a couple exercises and and one of them is thinking about your energy as a, a like your phone battery, right? That's the analogy. So one thing you can do is go through your, calendar for the past week, two weeks, and you can put little either pluses or minuses on every activity. Did that raise your energy level? Did it drain you? And then you can see where you're spending that 
And if at the end of the week, you're totally drained and exhausted, then going forward, you can make some different choices. And that that's either removing things or just switching the order of them. So you put, you know, a positive thing before a negative one. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. What if somebody came to you and said, I get mentally drained going on listing appointments or appointments with buyers and I don't like marketing. I can't take, I can't handle the risk. Like, what do you tell them? Maybe you should consider career change. (laughs) I don't think I've ever said that to somebody. No, I I really try to avoid that. Um, Cause there are so many ways that you can make this business work. You know, it doesn't just have to look one certain way. So if somebody hates marketing, then, okay, what are some alternatives to either hire that out and have somebody else do it for you? Or what are some tactics we can put in place that it is marketing, but it doesn't feel like marketing. And if they get drained on appointments, that's totally fine. I get drained on appointments too. That just means I shouldn't do more than two in one day. Mm -hmm. I space them out. I'm digesting everything you're saying. (laughs) It all seems like such common sense when you say it. A lot of it is common sense. However, a lot of it is things that just no one is saying. And so you wouldn't think of it until someone says it and you're like, oh yeah, okay, right. What was the light bulb moment for you? Just to say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to go help other people learn how to overcome the challenges and struggles of being an introvert. There were two. Is it okay if I share both? Please. Okay. The first one was that I was so drained all the time and that my business was not nearly big enough to explain why I was so drained. So I went and started seeing a therapist and she recommended the book Quiet. You read this book? No, I haven't. The author is Susan Cain with a C. Okay. It is the definitive book on introversion. If you or your listeners don't want to read the whole thing. She has a Ted talk that she did. So just Google Susan King quiet and it'll come right up. But I read that book and that was the first aha moment where I was like, wow, this explains everything about me pretty much. You know, first of all, I'm not crazy. There's nothing wrong with me. There's a million other people who are like this. And, and then of course I translated it into how it was affecting my business. And I was able to make some changes and then my business grew. So that was the first light bulb moment. The second one was I built my business up to a good place, a place where I was making good money. I was working the hours I wanted to work. I was working with a business coach and he said, you know, what's next? Most people at that stage would start building a team. And I said, no, 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 I don't want to build a team. I don't want the responsibility of somebody else's salary. And this was a few years ago. So this was before it was more common to have alternative team structures where, you know, I had a transaction coordinator who helped me buy some of my time back, but I didn't want to build like a traditional team where I had employees. So he was like, okay, what, you know, what else could you do to get to the next level? And 
And he asked me something really interesting. He said, what's something that you can help people with that they need? Like, where is that niche that no one else is, is really helping with? And I knew I always wanted to teach. And this idea just came to me. I'm like, no one's talking to the introverts. And I know that statistically there's 40 to 50% of the population fall into that category. What if that is my thing? And it came to me so quickly that I dismissed it. And then I kept coming back to it. And then I was like, all right, I think this is the thing. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been really fun and very rewarding. Susan Kane, her TED talk, the subtitle is the power of introverts. I haven't watched the video, but I'm curious from your perspective, what is, what is the advantage introverts have over extroverts? It's funny. That's a slide in one of my classes, the introvert advantage. So a few of them, and I, I, I'm always hesitant to share these because I don't want it to sound like the extroverts of the world don't do these things because they do. This is just, these are things that come really naturally in general. All right. So that's my disclaimer, everyone. Don't get mad at me. Very broad strokes here. But in general, introverts tend to go deeper with fewer people. So we we're better at building deeper relationships and we get to that deep conversation quicker. So if you're in a networking event, you're in a room with a hundred people, we're not going to talk to all a hundred, but we might make good solid connections with three and then follow up and have coffee with those three later. And we might go hide in the bathroom for a few minutes and take some deep breaths. That's what I always do. You think I'm kidding. I'm not. It's a lot of energy that's like coming at you. So that's one example, one way that we're, we have an advantage. And another thing is we, we tend to be a little more um, like intuitive and better listeners and ask more questions. So I feel like there's a lot of times when I see the extroverts of the world, just being their, their energy levels way high up here and they're talking to each other and they're kind of, you know, if you picture the high eye salesperson type of personality, typically that's not going to be your introvert. The introvert's going to be kind of over here on the side, just kind of observing and seeing what's going on. And I think that's an advantage in a lot of ways. One of them is when you're working with buyers and sellers, you're able to cut a little bit under the surface of what they're saying to get to what they actually mean and what they actually want. Again, I had asked you prior to the interview, what are some of your big grandiose plans? And you said you wanted to build out the, the world's largest real estate and coaching and training organization. So it sounds like you're ready to take on some employees. (laughs) at some point yeah i'm not Uh, there yet the introvert part will be one it'll be one division of the company it won't be the whole thing how many um how many coaches does maps have maps coaching Ooh, that's a good question i have no idea maybe a couple hundred maybe a hundred i don't know do you know who's the number one coaching and training company in the world i would think it's tom ferry I actually heard that it's KW. Is it KW? But from a revenue perspective. Oh, okay. That doesn't um, surprise me. 
Uh, you had also told me that you're interested in getting into venture capital as one of your big grandiose plans. What is your attraction to that? Being able to help people who have solid plans and who are very smart, help them reach their goals and how and we all make money along the way. Basically Shark Tank. I want to be Shark Tank. And you want to be Barbara Corcoran. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do wanna do a lot of different things with with that. I'm not sure what it all is gonna look like. Um but you asked for big grandiose plans. So that's what I gave you. Your Instagram page has got a lot of great content in there for helping people just from a educational perspective and some kind of ahas. Thank you. It's really good. I try. I feel like it's one of the worst Instagrams for any sort of millennial, even though I'm like the oldest millennial ever. Um, what year were you? 88. Okay. So I'm like at the, the cusp. So I'm 83. When does, I, I always wondered when did the millennial generation begin or end? I've heard a lot of different things. I've heard maybe like 85, 86 is sort of the cutoff, but I don't know. I'm not an expert. So I may not even be a millennial. We'll have to look it up. I'm just saying I always like my Instagram sucks compared to most people my age. (laughs) Is it difficult for you to like put yourself out there on social media being an introvert? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard when I need to post things that are like, I feel like I'm bragging, like sharing a success or sharing, you know, I don't love that. But most of the time I post things that are educational or I post my cat. So I'm fine with that. Hmm. What kind of cat do you have? An orange tabby. Cool. I have nine cats. Are you serious? They're all in my, they're all in our barn. I was going to say, you must live on a farm if you have nine cats. They're, they're barn cats and they are at our, they're at our ranch. Okay. So they take care of all the snakes and the rats and all that good stuff. Try to keep from scaring the horses. That is quite a different life. Monday through Friday, I'm in the city though, so I only see them on the weekends. Okay. You are named one of the top real estate coaches by the clothes. I was. That was a huge honor. And you have talked at Inman and you've been on stage at the uh, WI Realtor Association and Triple Play. Um, Inman's a huge deal. How have those things benefited you being on stage? Are you noticing, you know, you're getting a, a lot of business from putting yourself out there and getting on stage? I'm getting some. It is, it's a process. It's a lot of good exposure. And my favorite part of being on a stage is knowing that there are people in the room who specifically chose to be there to be in my session. Mm-hmm. And I only know that that sounded really arrogant. I only know that because people have come up and told me that. So that's been the biggest benefit is to know that there are at least a handful of people who are going to get a lot of really good information from that. When you like kind of look at your roster of clients you're coaching and consulting with, where do most of them come from? Like what's your best, you know, lead generation tool system, you know, events, like what is it that is helping you get clients? What's the number one thing for you to to connect with people? 
it's weird. Most of my clients have found me online, just doing a Google search for those keywords. What are they, what are they typing in? Like, what are the keywords? They're typing typing in like introvert coaching real estate. Like it's so like, all right, well, if you type that in, I'm going to come up. (laughs) Wow. You know, there's 2 million real estate agents, probably a lot of them, right? Are intro, you know, 40, 50% are introverts. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious if you went into Google analytics, how many people actually type that in, in, you know, that myriad of choices of words and that keyword string around introverts and real estate. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. I would have, I would have thought more people would have come to me through different channels, like seeing me on stage or, you know, whatever, but no, the majority are just like, I was Googling and I found you. Do you, um, do you work with anybody outside of the real estate industry? No, I don't. It would have to be, I'm open to it, but it would have to be someone who I knew I could help. And I don't know. I just know real estate so well that I feel like that's where I can do the most good. Cool. I don't want to, I don't want to go like too deep and ask questions that um, you probably divulge in your courses after people buy them. So I think what I would rather do is, um, people that are listening that are introverted and trying to know how to navigate the waters of being introverted in real estate. I want to um, direct them to your, to your website. Where's the best place for somebody to get, you know, details about what, what your workshop includes and the online course um, you're doing. Where's the best place for them to go? Sure. They can go right to my website. Everything's on there, different pages, move over extroverts.com moveoverextroverts.com. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you have a book out, Ashley? Not yet. Okay, cool. Um, are you working on one? In my head. Do you have a title yet? No, not yet, but I will eventually. I need to find the time to do that. That's going to be a, a big undertaking. My boyfriend is writing his book right now and it's, it's a lot of time commitment. And I just don't have that right now. Cause I also am working as I'm on staff with Keller Williams as the director of agent growth for three offices. So I am doing a lot of things at once and there's barely time for yoga class, let alone writing a book right now. <laughs> wow. So you're um, working for KW part of agent growth. You're doing your own coaching workshops, speaking on stage. Uh, that sounds, that sounds like a lot. It is. <laughs> I'm, I'm in this, the part of my life right now where that's what I want. And I, I like having that level of busyness. The book will come later. There's plenty of time for that. Cool. All right. One more time. What's the website people can go to, to learn more if they want to figure out how to navigate the, uh, the waters of being introverted in real estate. It is moveoverextroverts.com moveoverextroverts.com. Cool. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to CEO Secrets. I know we have a a lot of different types of people that listen to this show from entrepreneurs to real estate agents, mortgage brokers, and uh, everything in between. Be sure to check out um, Ashley Hardwood online, moveoverextroverts.com. Ashley, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Want more CEO Secrets? If so, You can get a free copy of my book, The Million Dollar Real Estate Team at www.themilliondollarrealestateteam.com for free. Inside this book, you'll find my top secrets that we've used to net $1 million in just three years.